You are listening to the Nosy Dragon. I am your dungeon master slash innkeeper, Jason. I am joined by my players slash patrons, Ben. Hello there, Ben is I. And Josh. That would be me. How are you doing? In today's session, we're going to be talking all about session zero. Ah. All right. Howdy, guys. Howdy. 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 I'm How doing quite do. fine in this fine here establishment, I must say. It's yeah, welcome, welcome to the tavern. It's a beautiful place you got here. Uh, a fine, rustic vibe. Yep, it was. Um, it was on sale. <laughs> oh, that's always good. That's uh, that's what you want to hear about a property. <laughs> yeah. Last tavern owner was killed by uh, adventurers, apparently. Yeah, interesting. Big string of that in the area. Huh? <laughs> he, yeah. he, he slightly insulted one of them. <laughs> oh yeah, you never want to do that. Never want to do that. Absolutely Lost an uncle not. like that. Ugh. Yeah. Hmm. Alrighty. Well, uh, our first topic, session zero. We thought would be appropriate as mm-hmm. our first episode because we're, you know, it's the first thing you do. Session you zero. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. It's only fitting. Uh, only it's, fitting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's the appropriate. It's the appropriate place to start. So, speaking of where to start, where to start on (laughs) session zero on the topic? Um, (laughs) I think a lot of, I think it's not as, I don't know. I don't think it's as common as I feel like it should be in in a lot of D&D communities. I feel like it's an easy thing that a lot of players skip or a lot of groups Mm. skip because I think already it can be hard to find the time. But I think we're here to say that it's absolutely worth having a session zero. Oh my God. Yeah. I think there's a lot of assumptions, you know, that like, yeah. Oh, like, well, the other people, they are like my friends and stuff. So they probably have the same likes and interests and mm-hmm. things that are okay and whatever. And so it'll be fine. Yeah. It will not be fine. The, see, the issue comes with a lot of people having certain ideas about how D and D is or how it's played based on, their own interactions and experiences, but every campaign is different. And what your dungeon master has in mind and yeah. what each player has in mind doesn't always align. Yeah. So I think like that's a good topic to kind of talk about what I think, yeah. you know, the big points of session zero are kind of setting the expectation for what your campaign, what the setting, what the tone, what the campaign is going to be like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I so I so as far as what expectations look like, I would say it's like, um, okay, guys, we're doing a low, a low fantasy, which means like not so much. There's not really magic. Maybe if there is magic, it's very, very sparse. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're not doing any like high fantasy creatures. So yeah. no like, you know, magical monsters and such. Like we might have, you know, orcs, and that's kind of it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but. One of the players wasn't super keen on, or didn't realize that, and they made a monster wizard. hunter ranger, a monster hunter ranger multiclassed into wizard, and then yeah. now they're very out of I'm, play. I'm a centaur wizard. What? what? <laughs> yeah, centaur that'd be wizard. me. That definitely. Yeah, exactly. Be me. Um, I'm a I'm a fish inside of a fishbowl that is inside of a magical trench coat. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which is also another topic. 
of on on the topic of expectations is like the tone of the campaign you're trying to start, whether yeah, it's going to yeah, be yeah. sort of serious or goofy. Recently, I ran a um, just a short kind of haunted house campaign for some friends, Ooh. and I had sort of this idea that it would be sort of dark, kind of Resident Evil, spooky vibe. But I think a lot of the players wanted to just sort of have a fun, goofy time. And not that there's anything wrong with that. And I think we sort of found our way as we played. But yeah, I think there was that immediate disconnect between the vibe I was trying to set and what kind of my players expected and a session zero to sort of I think that falls more on my my part of not like being more clear in that session zero about what the what the tone I was trying to set for the yeah. story was. Okay, that's why we're here. I mean, you can't know that. Yeah. <laughs> you can't know if you should do a session zero right or not unless you do a couple bad session zeros. I'm sure we've all had our mm. fair share. Yeah, but those big expectations about like tone setting. And I think one, and this one is more like if you're if you're the DM and you already kind of have your idea of what you want, you have like you have your world made up, or maybe you're running a module. Um, like, what is that? What's the world that you're building like? You know. And I think just untouched on this too, like how is magic seen? And I think we we we've played before where you know like it's magic is sort of restricted or something like that, and then one of the players i think i've even done this where i was a sorcerer in a world where or magic was sort of like not really like social like politically i don't know maybe not politically right but it was like <laughs> socially magic accepted was yeah. taboo. magic was taboo yeah so i think yeah. those are yeah yeah uh so yeah you know because also if you make like a joke character and the camp the campaign is you know, you, yeah. you're trying to do, like, a real campaign. Like, guys, like, please don't just make, like, you know, Bonzo the Clown. Yeah. Uh, he's a uh, a bard, rogue, cleric, fighter. It's like, <laughs> yeah. what, what are they, rogue. He's a barbarian <laughs> druid that's, you know, some yeah, and he's got, like, a animal loony familiars. catchphrase or... Good berry saw my nose. Wanna bite? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and then the uh, other other players just make murder hobos. Yeah, so it's kind of like realism versus fantasy. Like, are you going for a medieval campaign or are you going for a fantasy D&D campaign, right? Because fantasy almost has nothing to do with med the medieval. Like, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's so funny. The, yeah, they're exactly. They're so closely are... associated to each other, but they it's, yeah. it's very, very different. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, it's like the kind of technology is all is all over it's like oh yeah there's swords and and bows and arrows and and that dwarf over there has a gun for some reason <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 we have a yeah. horse and buggy and also gnome tinkerers built sky cities but you know we don't really talk about it yeah so it's like fantasy yeah. kind of makes no sense also there's like eras of weapons so like i i heard that some people get upset about like um katanas being in D D because they're like that's a totally different era and you know, medieval is this and this stuff and that. And it's like, yeah, okay. But also like the flail was used in a completely different time period than, you know, the, the, the bastard sword or whatever. So it's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And if you're talking about like using a halbert and like, I don't know, a falchion at the same time, it's a little like, yeah. 
not okay. historically accurate. Your, your studded leather armor. Studded leather yeah. armor is completely fake. Completely it was fake. Makes no yeah. sense in reality. No one has ever worn leather armor, but it's the only what? thing people in in movies and and TV and are you books saying that I, by slapping leather on my body, I don't get plus one to my armor class? This no, the bullshit. leather is fine. It's the, the leather it's, works. It's, it's the cost. Studs. <laughs> the oh. studs, studded leather armor is fake. The studs in leather armor um, make it worse uh, and more dangerous <laughs> for the wearer. Um, and there's that no recorded history of makes sense. leather armor ever having studs in it. Also, for the most part, leather armor was not really a thing people did. It was stuff that went under their armor, like under their chainmail. Yeah. Or under then... like. Uh, certain type of quilting in the in the place that most like leather armor would serve in a in a realistic historical setting they were wearing gambesons and padded armor you know like yeah. many layers of linen or cotton so anyways that's getting kind of nerdy now setting out like if you've got a problem with you know what our armor looks like get get lost yeah <laughs> exactly. you've got to try, if you got to, if, anyway uh, or or maybe you're doing a very realistic campaign and and you're that's please, important for your players and for everyone to, we need it yeah the, yeah it's got to be and specified then, at the very beginning of the campaign for sure and then also at at session zero we've been sort of talking about like the kind of you know like the dm sort of setting up their expectations or what they what they're setting they're hoping to play like letting the players know what that's like but i think also something that's really important about session zero is you can you can the the group can be very collaborative so mm. it's also a great time for everyone to yeah. communicate what yeah, they yeah, want to yeah. get out of this yeah, exactly. campaign and what they are hoping to play because maybe the dm is like yeah. oh i really want to have this hot, low fantasy super yeah. intense and all the characters are like well we want to be bozo the clown yeah. and the bozo clown gang and then it's totally true yeah you show up you show up with your your grim hollow campaign ready to go yeah exactly and, yeah everyone's like oh we kind of wanted to do eberron kind of stuff like we're really excited to that new book and then we all we all made warforges and it's like yeah yeah, yeah. so session zero should be where you talk about what's going to happen in the campaign uh mm -hmm. you talk about the setting right you talk about what kind of you whether you want like light versus dark if you want the campaign to be super deadly or if you want it to be like kind of you know pull pull and punches kind of what is it like you know how is magic seen all that kind of stuff that's really important uh and then the players need to voice what kind of characters they want to play yeah and how they're going to fit together you session zero you shouldn't have brought a character session yes, zero yeah. is to talk about you know next week in session one what character will i bring exactly um, now yeah. obviously if you have a character you've been dying to play and it only would fit in a particular kind of setting the session zero is the time to bring it up hey guys can we you know i've been wanting to do Spelljammer content forever can, yeah. Can, yeah. can i play a gif yankee that you know shoots lasers out of a gun you know like <laughs> yeah exactly time to bring it up and it's like yeah we can exactly. fit that in like yeah we'll, we'll we'll do some patchwork stuff or yeah no nah, dude i'm not down I'm not down at all yeah, yeah, and it's too it's good too because it, the group can be very like they can voice all their opinions cuz it can be like one player wants to play this Githyanki Gith spell jammer but then everyone else is like well we were hoping to be like knights or like you know a group of paladins. Yeah. 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 And then we want to all be dwarf rangers <laughs> <laughs> or or a group of high elf high elf paladins called the 
the, the sword of amber. amber. Sword of amber, yeah. <laughs> or possibly a band of kobolds, chefs, uh, desperately cooking. <laughs> anyway, <clears throat> yeah. that's yeah, not a self-insert. I swear! But, um, yeah, then it's a good time to go over uh, if... If everyone's in agreement and the Dungeon Master setting is accepted, then it's time to talk about, um, you know, lore and things like that and, and work out how you guys can work together to make your characters have, like, shared backstories and stuff. I think shared backstories yeah. is really essential. And then also a good time as a Dungeon Master to kind of hear what your players are looking for from this campaign. Mm, like, yeah, what, exactly. What's their, their wish? What, what do they wish to occur at some point? That's yeah, big because yeah. no matter what D&D campaign that I've played, every player kind of has a sort of thing or, or niche that they enjoy the most, whether it's like combat or like puzzles that the DM sets up, whether, uh, you know, they really enjoy the role play or it's world exploration. Yeah, exactly. Everyone and... has a, a sort of thing that they enjoy the most out of D&D. And it's, it's a chance for everyone to kind of gauge like, what they want the most of in their campaign what wants to yeah what's to be the focus it's yeah. true and in our group that that we play with um we're a super role play focused group that's <laughs> like we're, we're that's like the and i think when a lot of players enter like oftentimes we'll have people come in and uh, i think a lot of newer players especially are more interested and excited in combat because that's like the more yeah. traditional game well, it's what all you, it's all the characters. Your whole character sheet is all combat. It's all like, combat, yeah. You know, maybe right. five to ten percent of it is your skills, and and that's it. Like everything else is <laughs> combat. Your most of your spells, unless you're like a, an illusion wizard, most of your spells are going to be combat related, damage, yeah. Con yeah. crowd control. You know, um, so it's just kind of like you know when you level up, do you you get more HP? You know, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Fighting. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, most of what your character sheet is designed to do is to fight and kill and survive. And yeah. so if you only play, um, you know, uh, role playing and that's not really your, your vibe, your, what you came for, it can be kind of boring and disappointing. <laughs> it's and true. Vice versa, if you kind of don't like combat. Role, yeah, <laughs> exactly. And two, it's, what can be frustrating is if you're you're not super clear on what the expectation of like role play versus the the dynamic between role play and combat in the group, then you build your character super combat or super role play focused, which especially sucks. You're like you've put everything into role play, and then you suddenly get into combat and you're useless, and it's oh. like oh god, this makes yeah. up a huge percent of our thing, and I can't do anything. You know? I've had characters like that, but because I you know I that. I knew I was going into it like that. I was totally fine. Yeah. And that's totally like, that's <laughs> yeah. totally fine too. And that it's, just it's comes all back to like, it's so important to have a space where everyone can talk about it so that when the game actually starts, people are more or less on the same page yeah. about where things are going because it can, without a session zero, it can be such a rocky start to your game. Mm. And those first couple sessions, I feel like are so important because that's like, most most campaigns and most groups don't make it past those first couple sessions <laughs> exactly speaking yeah. on that not point. to be dark not to be dark but <laughs> no, it's that's true. like that's why it's important and also i think session zero kind of on like a outside of the game perspective 
when everyone is like collaborating and discussing about what they want, what they expect, what they're they're hoping to get and mm. <clears throat> what exactly the game is going to be like, there's more investment for the players yeah. and for oh, the absolutely. DM to make this game work, which I think is kind of an under underappreciated part of what makes Session Zero so useful. Yeah. If you have a certain NPC you're waiting to meet or if yeah. you have, um, you know, uh, if your characters, the two players are are entwined their characters are entwined some way and one both of them have a secret about the other person that the other person doesn't know then you're yeah. like waiting for in time to mention that kind of a thing yeah yeah that can be really cool so like easy ways to make your character siblings um mm -hmm. or you know uh, cousins or um, like old old acquaintances or like we were yeah, we fought in the friends. world yeah mm -hmm. um, and i think yeah job job related like oh i'm the bodyguard to the this prince exactly right? yeah and uh you know or yeah you're in a guild together or something like that some sort of shared history um or perhaps your enemies that are stuck yes. together because of something and then you grow into That's allies right great. like um you know one of you committed a crime and somehow the other person who was just an innocent bystander got connected to it and now Oof. you're both on the run together oh, that's juicy. actually that's a phenomenal that's a phenomenal like opener mm. and i think that's like that's something that i think is so important like about session zero especially is like i think it it's so helpful in a campaign if you're it doesn't have to be every party but if if you have someone in the party that you have like a connection because that makes like your role play that makes your arc and your story yeah. so much more and that's session zero is a perfect time to be like Oh, this is like who I was. Uh, I guess a good example is the the campaign we're playing right now. Um, we both, me and another player, both were like, we want to play bugbears. Where we're hoping to play bugbears, and we had different reasons for it. Uh, the other guy <laughs> just liked reasons. how long their reach was, and, and I thought I just always wanted to play like kind of a goblinoid creature like that. And anyways, then because we both had that hope, we kind of created this interlocked brother's relationship that became so crucial to our characters mm. and i think session zero is like a perfect time to do that and i think that is such a useful and fun thing to include in your campaigns is those like close connections between players yeah That's yeah so we could we could do a whole episode just talking about creating relationships yeah maybe we we'd will. have to get have to get matt in as our, as our guest oh that's uh, another player who's very um in our group who's very to the store the family yeah. and the npc trees um yeah but i i think another another thing that's good to talk about is like the the importance especially as like new players or and even as veterans of session zero like understanding the expectations of your group if you're like new to the group you know i think if anyone has any like thing to say about that yeah i think something like so for our most the you know the three of us we all play together and for our most recent campaign something we set up in our session zero was having a safe word for when we're going on a tangent we need to bring it back oh yeah. yes that, that yes. was something that we did that completely came out of our session zero like it it was never something we had talked about ever before yeah. Um, and it was something about like, oh, well, this this time we're going to have less time on our hands. So like, let's make more of it. Yeah. Um, of the time we have. And so we came up with a safe word to use 
when we're going off at a tangent because we we just constantly did that constantly so, yeah still do. i think that's something huge <laughs> that came out of our session zero that has been so helpful and mm -hmm. like yeah. yeah um it's 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 so ingrained in our in our gameplay now it's just kind of like common yeah. practice yeah, but it happens every like time we always did it but those expectations at the table are so good you know like beyond beyond what's happening within the role play or within you know the theater of the mind you're you like there are expectations and that the group has or what would want to have at the table and that's a really good example is like mm -hmm. our our safe word for getting back or stopping these like tangents or, or discussions we go on speaking of safe words um, there's another thing you can set up in your session zero, just kind of letting everyone know that they can kind of do this. Um, and it's called like the X card. Mm. Um, and so it's this thing that, uh, if you're becoming a dungeon master on this website called start playing, not a sponsor, um, <laughs> not yet. They, they, they tell your dungeon, they tell you as a dungeon master how to use this thing called like the X card. And basically if a player is, if something is happening at the table, that makes a player uncomfortable. Like, let's say they didn't know to tell you they didn't want this in the game mm -hmm. because they just didn't think about it. And then now that it's happening, they're like, God, I'm really uncomfortable with this. Yeah. Right. Like, let's say, um, rape, right? Yeah, that's a really that's a extreme example. But if that's happening and it's like not even to their character, but it's just happening and it's like a painful thing that they definitely do not want in their role play experience, they can say, like, yo, X card. And then yeah. there's with X card, there's like there's no uh, asking why uh, mm. or whatever. You can just be you can ask, like, what's the X card for just so that you know what to take out. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. And then you pause the game. You can rewind or fast forward past the scenes. So you can rewind and then do it again without whatever that thing was. Yeah. Or you can fast forward and just skip past it. Um, or you can, you know, uh, whatever, whatever works in that moment, whatever makes the most sense. Yeah. Um, so setting setting up how to use an X card. If you're using a virtual tabletop, you can like have an X card, like a thing you throw yeah. onto the table. Yeah. Um, if you're playing and physically, perhaps you can have like a little paddle that you can pick up, or you just say X card. Or if you if you're playing, you know, and you have a chat, like on, if you're playing through Discord, if you're playing on Roll Twenty, you can just say uh, in the chat like X card. Yeah. Um. Yeah. That's yeah. That, that sounds fantastic. I mean. Number one, the goal of Dungeons and Dragons is to have fun. And if you're in an exactly, environment yeah. and I, you're having situations for me to have fun. I oh forgot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah I know. There are other the people here too, yeah. Mr. Innkeeper. Um, <laughs> but uh yeah, such a good point and and to like Innkeeper. No no gatekeeper. I gatekeeper. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But that's good. so that's a really good point about like also in session zero, it's such an important time to to establish like you know rules like that. But also, it's a good time to go over like what are things that players are comfortable with, and what are things players are uncomfortable with. Because like I'm not comfortable with player versus player. Yeah, Ooh, right. And that's know, something like, that's a hard and fast rule we have if in it, all of if our it's, campaigns. Yeah, it's just something because I <laughs> it's ended it can, many it can, a campaign. That's yes, why that I'm is that is a campaign killer right there. Is PC it can be. PC. I have a great example of this actually. I was starting a campaign, um, and someone, I'm not naming names here, but someone wanted to create a character that was a rogue, 
and they they like straight off session zero were like i want to be able to steal from other players and i uh, did that once oh wait you're talking about me <laughs> <laughs> yeah not naming names i didn't want to explicitly <laughs> no, it's say fine. But yes, i'm proud it's, of this <laughs> yeah but it's a, it's a it's a perfect example i asked i want asked for consent that's yeah. why yeah you did which was then, the perfect thing to do and as soon as you did Everyone, Everyone else was, was like, like, no, we are not, not. having that. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, when you told me that idea, I wasn't against it to begin with. I wanted to see what other people had to say, but like, the initial and that's something idea too, is, is yeah. it can create a lot of fun intrigue to have like a, 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 yeah. a sabotage. I just wanted to play like, a, klept a kleptomaniac who was just constantly <laughs> stealing everything. With reckless abandon for no reason. And I was like, this is going to be so much fun. I'm going to love it. And like, nobody wanted to play with that rogue. So it's like, oh, okay, fine. Right. Yeah. You don't want to play with my bipolar, schizophrenic, maniac rogue. Why yeah, what's not? wrong with you? What's the deal? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. But that, that was a good time that that came up. And that's sort of like, I guess another thing I to bring up is like, uh, kind of still on that topic of like table expectations, but when we were playing, when we were playing in person before COVID, a rule that we had was like no smartphone, like no phones. You couldn't use your phone ever. So we would like make a phone tower at the beginning of the game, and that was just like a table rule that we had. Um, that like kind of you know like. And it's different. It's just for each so group. easy to get distracted. So, so easy I, to get distracted. Yeah, it's just so easy to get distracted because, like, especially in combat, it's not your turn, and you're just like, mm. "Let me just look up," and then you get totally lost, and then it's like, "All right, Josh, your turn." You're like, "Huh? Oh, what? what? Yeah, what am I gonna?" Yeah, exactly. I rolled exactly. a hit. Like, we're not fighting anything. We're, this is. Yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah. The boss. The <laughs> boss is currently flying really high up, and he's gonna land in a few. How did you not? <laughs> we're out of initiative order okay the, the floating crystals are coming towards you i i'm asking it's your turn because you need to figure out which crystals you want to hit or what and it's like what yeah yeah <laughs> not and, to mention and, you know some groups oh. are some groups or some tables are okay with that because some player it's like a i don't know looser vibe or maybe you have a much larger group are we trying um, to say again uh, oh, i was yeah, just sorry. trying to say like if you've ever been a dm before or plan to um, when you're hitting a like a just a like a, a super emotionally powerful yeah, story yeah. beat with either you and one particular character or maybe even the whole party, and you see someone's on your phone, like that hurts. Uh, that hits. Yeah, that's really. That's that's maybe really we, rough. maybe should have like a, a word like spotlight. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which is something that yeah. you would come up in session zero. And yeah, session and like spotlight could mean like. Pay attention to what's happening and don't interrupt. Mm, yeah. Yeah, that's a good, Whoa. that's actually a very good rule. If anyone wants to take that for their campaigns, that's free. I will. Thank you. Um, yeah. I, I <laughs> no, just no made TM, that up. On that. I'm, I'm taking it into my game <laughs> tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, that's actually a perfect idea. We're going to introduce then, Spotlight. Kind of on that same, same vein, the good time to talk about home rules too at session mm. zero. Because uh, yeah, we yeah, have, yeah. we have quite a few home rules. I've done we quite a different different varieties of home rules and session zeros like yeah. ben you had a you had a home rule when we did your campaign about uh like kind of like it's cool if it's really cool 
you can get situational advantage or something. Yes. Oh yeah, like it's like if you uh, come cinematic up, cinematic yeah, advantage is what it's cinematic called. Cinematic advantage. So yeah. you uh, essentially, I, I picked this up a little while back. Um, someone had introduced it to me, and I was like, oh, "That's so cool." Uh, I like to run my campaigns a little bit looser, not so rules heavy. And so, if someone wants to try doing something that would be like really cool using the environment, like a creative strategy. I would give them a DC, like a skill DC, and if they pass that skill DC, then they would get advantage. Uh, yeah, or or they could do something too, like you're like, oh, I want to try to jump on top of this monster and like, you know, like pull, up, grab a rope and like pull him over, or something like that. Exactly. So then you can like, you can like through your like cinematic description, you can gain, you yeah. could like knock this player prone even though you don't yeah, have a smaller action that uh role play to... within combat mm -hmm. yeah and and being more creative i think that's a really good home rule but like yeah another now, one was like happen... crunchy criticals <laughs> oh yeah what yeah what was that one crunchy criticals was just like super hard damage so basically crunchy oh, criticals yeah. were uh we when you rolled a crit you could either double the amount of damage you just rolled for um or you could roll uh double the damage dice which isn't that much No, more. I thought it was like your with your initial damage that you would have done otherwise it was maxed out and then you would you would roll a second one on top of that. That's right. Yeah, okay, that's what it was. Okay. So then it's like you just yeah. you did crazy. Yeah. Crunchy Okay, that's what it was. Crunchy criticals was whatever your max damage output would be you got that and then you rolled one additional damage you know yeah. so like you did max because <laughs> the idea was just like you know it sucks if you roll a critical and then you roll two nat ones on your d12s mm -hmm. yeah and, and it's, like, it's like great i crit and did two damage <laughs> with my bonus yeah and my strength five of seven a five it's, it's just so disappointing so it's like okay you do 12 damage now roll another d12 and let's see if you get you know, yeah. some extra critical damage, and that it really made. But also, the NPCs had crunchy criticals. Also, it's got if go you rolled a nat one on a saving throw, it was critical, right? So that yeah, that was, uh, it was critical failures and critical success for yeah. for like damage types for like line spells and stuff like. Yes, that. yeah, we had yeah. we had a, and that also was crazy because I think we had like a huge boss fight that we'd been building to the BBG of the whole campaign, and like. We like killed him like before he even got a turn or something. It was twin spelled a line spell. You can't. Yeah, I twin spell. That. We we made. I didn't I, know that. Yeah, <laughs> made a mistake, but like it was just. And then there was, he, the the bad guy rolled a critical failure on yeah. his. It was like max damage. It was like lightning bolt from like ninth level or something. Yeah. It was insane. Two lightning bolts. I Two feel lightning like bolts from sometimes it was the stupid. dice they just say it. You know, it's like they just nope, they, this yeah. is meant to happen. Yeah, there's this is too much of a coincidence. Yeah, I mean, to no regrets slide. on that. Yeah, uh, yeah, but yeah. that that can also just flat out kill you. So it was really scary. So it's like, do you, do you want this? Because it's a lot of fun, but also, can be a lot yeah, of we fun. did have like I did. I think we did have like players going down and like their first hit, their first time getting hit. Was yeah, like... yeah. So yeah, just kind of discussing home rules and stuff like that. And, um, yeah, and what you want to play with? Because some some groups you don't want to play with any, and, and others it's like yeah, you have a lot, or or there's some that you're like, I really want to play. One player's like, I really want to play with this home rule. Also, some That's campaigns, like like as far as back to like the phones and stuff, like things we do at the table, we don't do at the table. Like, um, you know, some 
some some groups they only play D anD D if everyone's tipsy. Yeah. Um, mm. But I at my table, it's like no, nah, don't no drinking. Yeah, <laughs> since it's such be, a rule. Yeah, everyone be sober and present. Thank you. Yeah. But also, if you're like doing a really relaxed, fun, like silly, low, you know, high high energy or or uh, laid like back, low stress. Fun, yeah. Yeah, kind of more fun focused campaign where it's totally fine to like you know just let loose and be silly and everyone you know has a few yeah. beers and that's fine but um, yeah but if you if you i don't know if you go to one or the other expecting the the opposite then yeah. you you usually do not have a very good time <laughs> and the people around you as well yeah. so that's like it's just so and i think just keep it's back zero. That it's so it's so zero. important that everyone gets on the same page about yeah. what exactly the game that you know everyone's gonna be playing is yeah and like on the line of like x cards uh you want to talk about uh, and again this is stolen from the the website uh start playing um not their, sponsored their yet fingers crossed yeah <laughs> <laughs> their boundary section uh lines and veils and it's kind of like oh i, I this is a line for me and i don't want it to be crossed right so if, if yeah if the line for you is like i don't want to like hear just de depictions of like decapitation like yeah or you can say that you know you can make a sound effect or say his you know loses his head or something but like i don't want to hear you describe your blade as it you know digs through someone's neck like yeah for whatever reason um that's fine or like let's say someone is like oh i have a veil and so we'll explain what they mean it's like oh, i have a veil of like i don't i don't want to do decapitation as a veil please um, and so basically a veil is like, I'm fine with it happening. I just don't want it described. Right. And then a line is like, it, it just can't happen. It's like, no, mm. please no decapitation in this campaign. I just, I have trauma. Like I'm not, and I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and and where a veil is kind it's, of like, it's, it's, I'm, it's fine with it happening, but I'd rather not, I'd rather not see have it, it yeah. gorily described, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so true. I, I, I think you know that. I, I I always love doing depictions in combat. Yeah, the depictions like, are great, but you know there might be a depiction that you're not really so interested in, like <laughs> someone's penis description, or <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, or, someone or, wanting yeah. to do a graphic sex scene with with their NPC, uh, you know, their yeah, yeah, and then people might not be. So comfortable with that. Yeah. So or your a... dungeon master is doing that. Like your dungeon master is like, and then the succubus unbuttons her shirt. And it's like, uh, okay, dude. Yeah. That's <laughs> more Kip. than enough. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Um, so just kind of setting those things. So it's like, what are your boundaries? And then basically if someone at the table has a boundary, then, you know, it's, that's a boundary now set for everybody. And yeah. then if someone has, you know, a veil, it's like whichever one, the, the lines always take priority, so just that's the standard is the line, and then a veil is, you know, something we do for everyone. So, like, an example of what a veil would look like is, you know, you say, uh, and we'll go ahead and we'll fade to the next morning for, like, a sexual encounter. Like, so the bard goes upstairs with the innkeeper's daughter, and we'll just kind of fade on that. All right, so, you know, it's tomorrow morning, you know, uh, yeah. whatever. Or, you know, um, you raise your sword above the king's head. And uh, all right, we'll go and fade to the next, you know, thing. Uh, we're yeah. now at the funeral or whatever, or you guys yeah. are running from the guards. Yeah. If yeah. for whatever reason, yeah, that's a thing that you, you don't want to talk about. 
Um, and there are all kinds of things that can be yeah. hard for someone that just don't make sense. And that's the other thing with lines and veils. If someone goes, hey, this is a line for me, if they bring it up in the session, that's again, that's totally fine. You're not allowed to pressure them to like tell you why. You can just ask them like, what what is the thing that's the line? And it's like, oh, the you know my character being groped by the guard. That's a line for me. And it's like, okay, got it. We'll move forward without that happening yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Um, but not like why you should. It's not a big deal, man. Like that's not acceptable. No, no. absolutely not. I absolutely. mean, realistically, yeah. in in a campaign setting, if you're all friends and you're all coming together to play a game, then you know. Of course, people would understand, like, yeah, there are lines that people wouldn't want to play or, or wouldn't want to cross in their play. And if you do have someone who's, like, pushing those boundaries or crossing those questions, maybe you don't want to be playing D&D &D with them. Yeah. <laughs> just saying. Yeah. You might want to. That's true. I mean, if they're, like, find yeah, a different if they're group being... member. Just but I think that's side. the lines and veils conversation is really good because a lot of times with things like that where maybe a player will come to the DM personally and be like, Hey, I'm really uncomfortable with this. I don't want this to like come up in our campaign. Um, oftentimes people like put the, like, they just think, oh, that's like for the DM, but to talk about that in the session zero with everyone is really important because like those mm -hmm. things that this player, like those hard lines that player does not want crossed. It's everyone should be held accountable to that. Hey. Like every, every player. So the players shouldn't be like, well, I go up to this, you know, like maid at the bar and I'm like feeling her up. That's like, if that's a hard line for one of the players, that shouldn't be something like the player. The player yeah. should know beforehand that that is something that won't be yeah. acceptable exactly. in this game. Player, and player that, versus player combat, but also player versus player flirting. Yeah, oh. exactly. And some player, and that's the thing. That's a, like another perfect thing to bring up is like sometimes people are really uncomfortable with that. You yeah, because like someone at the table has an actual crush at another person at the table, and they're yes. trying to live this fantasy out through their NPCs, through their through their through their characters, and they're like, "Yeah, my barbarian walks up to your, you know, your 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 sorcerer and says, "Wow, uh, you know, I can I can see that you've got a lot of knowledge, but it looks like it's stored in your chest." <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah, dude, I don't feel like you're flirting with my character. I've described <laughs> my character as having a flat chest. <laughs> and you are currently looking at my actual breasts in real life. Yeah. So I feel ah! like <laughs> just really yeah, yeah, exactly. Or, like, or, just, like, or potentially worse, you're you're a man playing a female character and another player is like hard flirting with your female character. <laughs> yeah, I know, like, just not be something you're comfortable oh, with. Dude, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh. And for some group, like, and that's like, those are just, those are really important things, especially like those line, those hard lines. And like, what am I come, what is my, what am I as like comfortable with mm. in this campaign are really like, those are things that are like genuinely like important to bring up in a session zero. Yeah. On a more positive note. Yes. <laughs> there's uh, also from start playing, not a sponsor. Um, in the, yet. fingers crossed. <laughs> <laughs> And the Dungeon Master guidelines uh, for, you know, things set in a session zero, they talked about stars and wishes, hmm. right? So at the end of the campaign, you talk about your stars and wishes and, and uh, you know, this is just something you'd introduce. Like, hey, guys, would you be interested in doing this, you know, during your session zero? You'd bring it up. And at, at stars is 
uh, a moment that for you was really awesome. So like, oh man, a, my a star for me tonight was, mm. you know, uh, when I got to grope the innkeeper. Oh, that was so fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And the wish yeah. for me would be if I got to flirt with uh, the other girl at the table more. Uh, <laughs> not her character, her in real life. That'd be fantastic. <laughs> right. Yeah, uh, oh, I'm just being silly. I'm just giving dumb examples. But it's like, but, you yeah, know, exactly. when, I, when I jumped off of the dirigible and, mm. and landed my sword in the back of the dragon's head yeah. and, you know, crash landed while playing a song that was so cool. Uh, yeah. and like, oh my God. And yeah. I wish that, you know, um, the npcs weren't so the, the the like the shopkeeps weren't so high level like, you know, like <laughs> yeah yeah uh and it's just, it's just communication between the dungeon masters and the players just a quick little you know each player just bring up one wish and one um star just kind of the dungeon master get positive feedback to know what he did well to do more of next session and wishes to know like oh okay that's mm. something i can definitely include or i can exclude that next time or yeah yeah See, I really like these because it's it's of course these can look different and they all happen within the conversations that you you have in while you play and in in session 0, but I think having labels for them and clearing those labels up at the beginning of session 0 can make it more accessible to people who aren't so like outspoken. Maybe if someone's yeah. like got a concern and they're a little bit like apprehensive about it or they don't want to like ruin the fun or make it seem like they're like being a downer if if mm. those uh guidelines are set like yeah no we want people to do this then it can make it a lot easier for them to express their concerns express what they enjoy and uh, just overall have the campaign run a lot smoother yeah 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 i think these are all things that you gotta talk about um Absolutely. you know I it's just it's it's easy it's easy to assume that you're all on the same page for this kind of stuff yeah. because it's like yeah you know i've been playing D for a long time and you know we're all friends outside of D and like you know we're all democrats or <laughs> or whatever like yeah you're yeah. like yeah we're our, our or we're all from the same religious group or you know we all work at the same place like we're probably all on the same page when it comes to these kind of things and boy, would you be surprised at the kind of stuff that people have, you know, would expect or or things that you wouldn't expect someone uh, to be against or something like that. Like, yeah, you know, um, something that's really common in a lot of D&D is like racism between like, you know, orcs and dwarves or yeah, elves yeah. And, and dwarves or elves and orcs or elves and gnomes or elves and halflings or or elves and literally any other race. Yeah, yeah, mostly elves. <laughs> yeah, elves are causing a lot of problems. <laughs> but yeah, exactly. Right, like they're like, yeah, I don't, I don't really like that stuff. Like, it's annoying for me to feel like my character uh, race choice is like negatively impacting the way he shows up in the world. Like, it's frustrating that everywhere I go, you know, innkeepers and stuff are mean to me because I'm a bugbear or because yeah. I'm uh, whatever that bug races with the forearms the antillian yeah it's like it's so frustrating like that people scream and run away it's like i you know it's fine if someone mentions like oh i haven't seen one of you around here before but like for it to constantly be like i i have to stay outside and i have to it's like i hate that yeah where yeah. for other players it's like i love it yeah <laughs> exactly yeah yeah, yeah. It's what damn right of the outcast feel me <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah, like yeah. maybe if you're playing a, a, an undead skeleton man, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, you know, and it's like, oh, I can't go into the temple, like, great, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly, Perfect. yeah, yeah. Lean and that's it. like, yeah, it's and it's so just it, so it's, interesting. It's all about communication and, and and talking about those things. So, you know, it you can make a list of things that you want, um, you know, or or things that you don't want. And if you can't remember, uh, just listen to this episode again. Yeah, yeah. and write yeah. Down we'll have it all. All of our amazing points. Mm-hmm. <laughs> These are. Not it's also it. like all good things to. Just or really if, if your DM doesn't think uh, 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 a session zero is a, is a good use of time, uh, share this episode with them. Yeah. Yes. Share absolutely. They they might change their mind. <laughs> we you know, are bring, incredibly play this smart episode and well at your group. Uh, as your session zero as yeah, your session totally. zero like negative zero or whatever yeah at, 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 at session negative one play this and then that can help you at your session zero. Oh my uh, gosh yeah oh so good is there anything that you guys wish was talked about at a session zero that didn't come up that you realize now in hindsight like man this has been a thing that i i i wish we did or i wish we didn't do like I know for this campaign, you know, I there's there's often I feel like the again the critical thing we didn't do the crunchy criticals in this one, but I mm, did, I right. kind of miss it and it's like <laughs> yeah because it made criticals so much more exciting yeah um, and and so much more like nerve wracking when the enemies were rolling you were like so panicked yeah Definitely. yeah like also like an old rule that I used to have was um you can either roll double damage dice and see what you get or you can just do max damage for your normal one roll plus modifier um so it's like hmm, what do i want to do or i think the other thing was you can roll one dice and just double the outcome (laughs) right (laughs) criticals have a lot of different like those are the three things but the you know the traditional one is roll double dice um but then one thing I'm really happy with is that we're doing the double advantage, right? So yes, yeah. that has been really fun. Two things are giving you advantage rather than just having advantage and the other one's not adding to the advantage. You get a plus five in addition to the advantage. And then if you have triple advantage, you get a plus 10 in addition to having advantage. And if you have quadruple advantage, plus 15, 20, 25, 30, whatever. And then there was a... With maxing out, I think with you know six, six, six tipple whatever six yeah six, six tipple advantage because that's plus plus twenty with advantage right I, no six tipple so is twenty five plus, plus twenty five plus advantage yeah um but it can't now, go over what your normal max would be yeah I said like whatever your natural max with a regular d twenty it would be so whatever your modifiers are plus a a natural twenty that is your maximum no matter so you can't. Um, you know, because statistically speaking, a plus five with a roll of a d20 is significantly better than rolling two and choosing the higher of the two, because yeah. you can get a total of, you know, 25, which is impossible with advantage. Exactly. Um, yeah. So it, it's it's simply better. But if it's like, oh, no, no, you cannot exceed what you can naturally do. Therefore, a roll that is nearly impossible is still nearly impossible for you, even if you roll, you know, um, you know, with six tuple advantage, yeah. it just means you're going to get a 23. If your maximum is a 23, you have a 23, no need to roll. Yeah. Right? Um, however, if you are, 
playing some bizarre ranger cleric you know fighter hard hard combination that has a a natural you know a, a, low, a minimum of 27 and a maximum <laughs> of 37 to yeah. your persuasion rolls um, yeah then yeah you could you could absolutely use a six tuple <laughs> for those of you who yeah. are wondering why that was so specific there is absolutely a reason we're living it yeah, right that's now a real real build you can make that one of our players is doing with I don't uh, know what level you need to be but he's level 10 yeah, yeah he's, le- he's level 11 now 11 yeah and he was level 10 he could do it so uh yeah. but the most so bizarre he's for so you guys, for you guys though what what is the thing that you wish we had in our, in our current campaign that you didn't bring up or uh something that you're you're glad we don't have this time around um i think one thing that i think like could have been could have been really helpful in our in our session 0 cuz i really like where our campaign is now but um in the beginning i think we didn't have such a clear direction for our story um, and we were sort of doing a lot of like side quests. And I think a lot of the people in the group were, were, were kind of excited about doing like more like narrative driven stuff with their characters. So I think kind of, a, uh, I think cause we didn't really spend so much time talking about, especially as a group, what everyone wanted their character, like how much focus they wanted on their character and their character story. You know, mm. which I think is something that's really, it's just very useful to talk about because, you know, eventually as campaigns sort of like go on, you'll naturally strike that, that middle ground where, you know, the players want to be just like based on conversations and then also like what your players choose to do. Mm-hmm. But it can be really helpful in the beginning. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I kind of, I didn't, <laughs> I apologize for that. I just kind of was just kind of like, yeah, uh, make sure you guys uh, contact at least one of the other players and, and, um, you know, work on your backstories together and kind of mingle. All right, cool guys. Uh, well, that was a great session zero. Let's <laughs> rather, I feel like I could have like been like, Hey, how about you and you meet together? And I'd, I'd love for, you know, like, uh, or how about everyone team up with someone else? Yeah. Um, at least more one structure, other person. Yeah. 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 Hmm. I yeah, that definitely could have made a difference. I think that it's definitely true that some some players are gonna have more in like personal creation of their own backstories and more that they want to address and see and play mm-hmm. yeah. than other characters. You know, some are just gonna be like, I wanna follow the party and hit stuff while others are like, <laughs> I was born upon the mountaintop struck. And pulled from the fresh white snows, and I must return to my, like something like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I am a dog that has been turned into a human, <laughs> and I desire nothing more than to be turned back into a dog, <laughs> so that I may return to my farm and bark at the pigs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, these great. are all bangers, by the way, Justin. I, I think these are these are great. Your Absolutely. your your thought of the the one about the two like the the guy who got roped up with the criminal and now they're just both on the run together is such a brilliant idea. I think for mm-hmm. characters, feel free to take that. Anybody that would be a great that would be a great start. Speaking of taking things, the only thing that I would have liked to add is actually something that we mentioned earlier mentioned earlier on in the stream, which is your idea of spotlight, like having moments where mm-hmm. if we're specifically focusing in mm-hmm. on role play, it's a powerful emotional moment 
that that is specified so that everyone else like all the other players know what's going on and know to be involved and listen and also yeah like break the scene because you know normally you'd think that that would be easy to read but for some people you know they're they're just a little distracted i mean even i've even missed it as a dungeon master where like uh there was a campaign i think two three campaigns now ago uh ben you were having an emotional moment and i think i as the dungeon master had an npc like cut you off and Mm, it was it was appropriate for the thing but like super frustrating as a player like this is like this is not going to happen again. I'm not going to get this opportunity. And like, yeah, I was really in the moment. I just feel like had I known, like it became super obvious to me 30 seconds after I interrupted you, but it was like kind of too late. Yeah. Uh, it's well, that's the thing. It, 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 it happens. It's all right. And sometimes interruptions can kind of like carry the flow. Like an emotional moment has to end eventually. And if, if something comes in and the action is carried somewhere else, that totally works. But being able to have it known and specified and like, yes, this is going to be an emotionally powerful moment and we're going to defer energy to it, I think is really, really yeah. valuable. It's something that I would and want. It, it, not only to, to play in, but also if I ran a campaign again, then that's what I would want. As like a, as a DM and as a player too, to be like, I'd like to call a spotlight. Like, you know, I want to, my character's about to do something. Yeah. I, I think that's... just stay spotlight. And then when you're like, just to clarify, if people are like still silent after a while and it's over for you, you can just be like, oh, end spotlight. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, something. Oh, yeah, Ben, were you going to say something? No, no, just that. Like Something I was, th- I, we added in our session was, so we, we do a recap at the beginning of every, every session yes. of what happened last week. So that's a great thing. And rather than it always falling on the Dungeon Master to kind of remind everyone what happened last week, um, I have everyone at the table roll a d20, and whoever gets the highest has to recap what happened last week. Mm-hmm. Um, unless you get a natural one, then you have to recap. And then that 20, you can decide whoever. Um, you get to choose who gets to recap, right? Um, it always kind of felt like kind of a punishment. So I was like, all right, let's <laughs> let's make it let's make it a boon. And so I was like, okay, whoever recaps this, whoever wins the recap gets uh, automatic double advantage for the session. Um, so you just go ahead and chuck off, you know, two chicks in your ticks in your advantage box. You also get 10 temporary HP and one gold piece. Yeah. Oh, they and people change their tune. And then now and then everyone is like, "Oh, I wish, I wish I could." Uh, I could. Yeah. <laughs> Recently, our last one, I got because of because of a lot of random things, I got quadruple advantage. Also, I start the session. I give everyone advantage to start with. Yeah, yeah. Because it's just like it makes it less of a rare commodity and more fun to just kind of use it. Advantage being it makes... inspiration. Um, just sorry yeah, inspiration. inspiration sorry and, double, and what's also what's also really nice that we've started doing in our most recent campaign is that it, we you get an advantage at the start of the game and then by the end of the game however many advantages you have um you lose basically so it definitely yeah, yeah uh, um inspirations because yeah oftentimes it's easy to kind of hoard them or like well uh, you know i gotta save this for a really special time yeah. but if you kind of lose them at the end of the session then you're always you're going to at least use your inspiration during the session, which I think is a really good a good way to manage it. Yeah, the other reason why it's good to do the, the recap, have your players recap, is because they will kind of inadvertently tell you what stood out to them. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. so you kind of get a sense of what every player will enjoys at the table. Um, yeah, yeah, what their exciting moments were, and yeah, yeah. Because without knowing it, the stuff that they remember is just it's that's what's hap- that's what happened for them last session. And that was what right. was important enough that they remembered, yeah. As often as a dungeon master, I'll recap and like and then the NPC told you guys about the secret location or the whatever and like they're like, Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we like, did yeah, that yeah, guy. Guys don't care about that, huh? Huh. Vice vice on the other side it's like, you know, and then we, we you know, we fought that dragon and it's like me as a dungeon master, I'm like, oh yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So of often you're like, oh yeah, yeah, you did do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, good one. Well, that concludes this session zero, guys. Thank you yes. so much for listening. I hope you guys enjoyed. Uh, if you want more of this, well, come back next Saturday. Yeah. We will be here. <laughs> we we, uh, we, we stream these conversations live on Twitch. And that's it for now. Maybe we'll do more platforms in the future. You can follow, find us on YouTube, and we have a nice little cute little video you can see uh, of us, uh, sort of. <laughs> and then uh, you can find us on you know, uh, Spotify and uh, Apple Podcasts and a few other places. Um, thank you so much for listening, guys. We had a blast. We hope you did, too. Yep. And it's closing time. Get out of my tavern. <laughs> <laughs> All right, whatever. All right. I don't have to go home, though. (laughs) Last call was two hours ago. (laughs) Shit! Get out.